Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. are you doing today? I hope you are having a fabulous day. It is a little bit wintry and cold here in Spain and I am on my terrace again and pretending it's summer, not really pretending it's summer. Today I want to talk about seven easy things you can do to lose weight. And We are going to have a look at just simple things that can get you started on your weight loss journey. And I think some of these things may sound very simple and obvious, but when I work with people who are trying to lose weight and, you know, lots of these women are intelligent women and they can solve problems. But when it comes to ourselves, it can be really super difficult to solve that problem. Why is this happening to me? And how can I get out of this? How can I solve this problem? And when you're inside that bubble, it can sometimes be super difficult to work out which step to take next. You almost feel like you're on a hamster wheel going round and round and round. I think there are two major components to weight loss. And the first one is diet and nutrition. Now, I've spoken about this before in other podcasts. Nutrition is very personal. However, there are lots of things that we do that we know aren't good for us. And we need to have a look at those and really examine those. Now, the second thing that happens, the second big part of trying to lose weight and not being able to is habits which boils into emotions and the way we are. And in order to get to that stage of being able to lose weight without dieting, you need to unravel both of them. And sometimes it's more of one and more and less of the other, and sometimes more of the emotional side. 
but generally it is a little bit of both. So let's dive into these seven easy things and see what comes out. So easy thing number one is eat more vegetables. And this is really, really, really simple and really big. Most people don't eat enough vegetables and they do not realize that they are not eating enough vegetables. Now, it doesn't matter which way of eating you subscribe to, pretty much every expert out there agrees that vegetables are good for you. And there's lots of research that shows that vegetables reduce your risk of cancer. um, And we know that they fill us up and that they have lots of amazing healthy things, phytonutrients, those are all those nice colorful things and fiber. So vegetables are good for us. And we don't eat enough. I would also add, we don't eat enough leafy green vegetables. Personally, I love myself a leafy green vegetable. I know I may sound a little bit strange, but there's nothing I enjoy more than going to market and seeing those amazing bright colored greens, the cabbage and the chard, we call them bledders here, and um, spinach, just that those, they br- they're brilliant and shiny and they fill me with joy. I am strange, aren't I? But we can divide vegetables into starchy vegetables, ones that contain starch like potatoes. I mean, technically, potato is a vegetable. Um, Other things that are more starchy are things like aubergines or eggplants and carrots, and those contain starch. Now, we do need some carbohydrates in our diet, and vegetables are a super good place to get them. But we also want to be eating ones that are much higher in fiber, like spring greens and cabbage. Now, at least half your plate should be fruit or vegetables. And another way of looking at this, I know I've said it before, but for every bite that you take, every two bites that you take, one should be fruit and vegetables. And I think a lot of people really are nowhere near that. So I would say eat more vegetables and present more vegetables. So lunchtime, vegetables, dinner, vegetables, add an extra side of vegetables to your meal. It's such a super easy thing to do. Also, when you're cooking vegetables, I would really advise you to cook loads, loads more than you think you're going to need. So if they get eaten, that's a win. And if they don't get eaten, vegetables are so super versatile. When you have leftover vegetables, you can eat them cold as a salad or whiz them up and turn them into a soup. So vegetables, focus on the vegetables. Now, easy thing number two is Eat less refined carbs. Now, we are going to do an entire podcast on carbohydrates. And this really ties into easy thing number three, which is reduce the junk. And these two come hand in hand. I think we all know that junk food is not good for us. And I'm not judging you. But when if you eat lots of junk food, you know that is not the kind of food that your body needs. And I know that junk food comes in a plethora of things. So if we go to a fast food restaurant, then we know that that isn't good quality nourishing food. There is also packaged food, and that can be more difficult to navigate. It's very difficult to see what is in packaged foods, all those complicated names um, and sugar that hides in a zillion different names. As a general rule of thumb, the less number of 
ingredients on a package, the better. So when I look at my yogurt, I want it to say yogurt. I don't want it to say yogurt and zubti 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 things that I have no idea what they mean. I want it to say things that I recognize as milk products. So going back to number two, eat less refined carbohydrates. And refined carbohydrates are those white starchy carbohydrates. So things like bread and rice and pasta, um, anything that's made from flour, so chapatis and cake. And if you look at flour and go and look at a head of wheat, you will be shocked to think that they come from the same place. So the other day I was making some pancakes and I used peanut flour, which is essentially just peanuts zoomed up. And I bought it in a packet and I tipped it out and I used half and half because um, I wasn't quite sure the pancakes were going to, to work out. And when I tipped that white flour in with the peanut flour, it just looked like something totally different. It's so much finer. You can tell that it's really, really refined. And the problem with that refined flour is they've taken out all the goodness. They've taken out the nice nutrients that our body actually needs. And they've taken out that fiber. And what we're left with is a carbohydrate that spikes our sugar. So the moment that goes into your mouth, your salivary amylase breaks it down into sugar and our blood sugars go up. And we will talk more in depth in another episode about blood sugars. But what we don't want is a mountain range of blood sugars. We want a nice plateau of our blood sugar being in normal range. So not hugely spiking high and then plummeting and spiking and plummeting. So easy thing number three is eat less refined carbohydrates, which are white starchy things. And easy thing number four is reduce the junk. Let's move on to easy thing number four, which is add good fats. Now, this also (laughs) requires an entire podcast to talk about it. Now, not all fats are created equally. We used to be told that we wanted a low fat diet. But research is really showing that a low fat diet is not the way forwards. And the best piece of research I think on this is the PREDIMED study, which I have mentioned before, which was done in 2000 or published in 2011 by the Spanish government. It was funded by the Spanish government. And they looked at a low fat diet and the Mediterranean style diet, which included olive oil. And the people who were eating olive oil did way, way better in all outcomes. So weight loss and heart disease, cancers, diabetes, the big nasties, as I call them. So I think the most amount of research is on olive oil. And I am hoping to do an entire episode on olive oil. I love olive oil. It is fabulous stuff. And here in Spain, people use it to splurge on their vegetables, their salad. You go to any restaurant, whether it is a cheap, nasty restaurant or a really good quality restaurant, and they will have a bottle of olive oil on the table. So people use it like in the UK, we would use butter to put on their bread. Now, when you are choosing your oils, whatever oils. As I said, not all fats are created equally. So we really want to steer away from trans fatty acids, which um, most countries need to label that things contain trans fatty acids, but you need to look up the regulations in in your country. And you're likely to find these in fast food restaurants. These ones are definitely not good for you. The ones that are good for you are olive oils and other ones that are less processed. So 
Coconut oil is one that has been heralded as a good oil, although that is controversial. And there are different types of coconut oil as well. And butter has now been given the go ahead. Ideally, you want to get grass fed butter, which can be difficult to find um, depending on where you live. So you want to go for something unprocessed. Now, why add fats? Well, there's lots of controversy about fats and this idea that the fat that we eat turns into fat that is not good for us. But actually, we're beginning to see that that is not true. The fat that is not good for us comes from those carbohydrates and our body turns those carbohydrates that we eat into fat. And the fat that we eat, depending on what type of fat it is, actually is beneficial to us. Now, from a more practical point of view, our body needs fat. Our brain is basically made from fat. And also, it helps you to feel full up, a little bit of satiety. Satiety is the posh word for feeling full up. So when you eat something, if you feel full up, you won't want to eat again a little bit later. And for that reason, I sometimes add a little bit of coconut oil to my porridge in the morning. Or if I'm making a soup, I try to use chicken stock that I've made from a chicken, which I know has got a little bit of fat in. Now, I'm not talking about gallons and gallons of fat. If you really, really love fat, then you want to look at the ketogenic diet, um, which is a high fat one, high fat diet. So easy thing number four, add some good fats. Don't be scared of fats. I would advise, you know, you don't want gallons and gallons. You don't want to be drinking fat, but a bit of good fat is, well, good for you. Easy thing number five, make snacks healthy. Now, I think this is really where people fall down, is that they get hungry and they want a little snack in the middle of the day. And quite often that snack ends up being treat food. So food that is high in calories that comes out of a packet. And really what we want to be doing is making snacks healthy. I think as a parent, when I'm looking at my children, and I've done a lot of work with people who are worried that their kids don't eat vegetables, if you give your children healthy snacks, fruit and vegetables during the day, you don't really care whether they eat their vegetables at night time so much because you know they've been eating healthily through the day. And there's a similar story there for us as well. Now, a good way to think of snacks is to think of them as mini meals rather than snacks. So you want a little bit of each food type, particularly fruit and vegetables, perhaps a little bit of fat, which could be yogurt if you eat dairy, Um, or something like hummus made with olive oil is another fabulous snack with some vegetable sticks. Easy snacks that I love, that are versatile and that you can carry around easily are uh, dried fruit and nuts. Now, dried fruit does contain a lot of sugar, So you want to be a bit careful of dried fruit, but nuts and seeds also made of good fats and proteins are delicious and easy. And other good snacks, leftovers, eggs, eggs are so versatile and so easy and you can take them pretty much wherever you want. And if you boil them up, if you boil a load of them up, then you can use them during the week. Avocado, avocado is another amazing snack that I love. So Come and tell me in the comments what your favorite healthy snack is. But easy thing number five is make snacks healthy. Easy thing number six is enjoy a treat. And I think this is 
a really important concept because when I hear people talking about diets, what I hear is having to use willpower to deprive yourself. I'm going to deprive myself and not let myself have any treats whatsoever. And that is not sustainable. And I think that's one of the reasons why diets just, they work for a little bit and then we go back to our old way of eating which is not sustainable. And what you need is a halfway house. So we do need treats in life. Life is for living and for enjoying and food is part of that. But we want to be eating mostly healthy and nutritious food and enjoying treats from time to time. And one thing that I say for treats is you want to schedule them in and allowing yourself some time to think this is going to be my treat and really taking your time to eat it and eat it slowly and pay attention to it with mindful eating is super important. What you don't want to be doing is confusing fuel eating when you're hungry with treat eating. And when you're hungry and you eat a treat, what you're likely to do is eat a huge quantity of that treat rather than a small portion and really savor it and really enjoy it. And when you really enjoy it, you actually don't need to eat as much. So instead of eating three chocolate bars, eat one small piece of dark chocolate and really sit down and enjoy it. And if you're a carbohydrate junkie and you want to give up uh, gluten or wheat, what I suggest you do is go and buy a really expensive something from a cake shop, a patisserie, and really make that something that you really treat yourself to. So I do think treats are important. So easy step, easy thing number six, enjoy a treat. Easy thing number seven is plan. Now, planning is not my forte. I have to confess, I don't really like meal planning. Although I know when I do meal plan, it makes my week so, so, so much easier. And actually, if you're trying to lose weight, one of the places you really slip up is when you have not planned. This comes to using our prefrontal cortex. That's the thinking part of your brain, as opposed to the habit part of your brain, which will just go comfort, comfort, old ways, old ways. And if we use our prefrontal cortex, that thinking part, and make sure we put ourselves in a situation where we increase our chances, so by planning what food you're going to eat for the week. So for example, you go to work and you've taken your packed lunch and that's the food that you have to eat and you don't take any money for the vending machine, then you eat the packed lunch, the healthy packed lunch that you packed when you were not hungry and when you were thinking of being healthy. So there are different ways of planning And I think what you need to do is set a time aside and think about your shopping and where you're getting your food from. I would recommend not going shopping when you are hungry and having a list. Now, what I do is I go to the fruit and vegetable market and that puts me in a situation where there's fruit and vegetables and basically all fruit and vegetables are healthy. Some are more of a treat than others. So grapes are very high in sugar. And even if I do buy some grapes as a treat, they're still not as bad as candy. So I put myself in a situation where I have lots of healthy things to choose from. So whatever I come away from with the mar- from whatever I come away with from the market, I've got myself a healthy supply of food for the week. And then I do my meal planning. So I buy seasonally whatever happens to be there. 
The other way of doing it is to decide what you're going to eat, write your list and then order your food or go to the supermarket and buy your food. But this, and it's different for different people, different people meal plan in different ways. And if you need some help meal planning, there are loads of services out there who will help you meal plan. But when you put yourself in a situation where you need to do something quickly, you are much less likely to reach for that frozen pizza if you have put in an alternative quick and easy dinner. And there's lots of ways of finding quick and easy dinners. One of my favorite is to use a slow cooker or a crock pot. So easy thing number seven is plan. Now I have put all these steps into a nice handout for you that you can sign up and read. So let me just recap the seven things. Easy step number one, easy step, easy thing number one is to eat more vegetables. Easy thing number two, eat less refined carbs, which are the white starchy ones, like things that are made from flour and rice and potatoes. Easy thing number three, reduce the junk. I will say no more. Easy thing number four, add good fats, particularly olive oil. Easy thing number five, make snacks healthy. Easy thing number six, enjoy a treat. Don't deny yourself everything. Easy thing number seven, plan. Now, I know all those things sound easy, but taking one step, doing one thing is a step forwards. So if you want to sign up for the PDF, I will leave a link. And if you feel that you need some help and would like to do some one-on-one coaching with me because you feel stuck, by all means, book yourself a free mini course, a free mini session. Okay, until next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlina.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye.